Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. The Massachusetts Nurses Association must have been listening to Bostopia News the last few days after I remarked how they were only endorsing the most conservative candidates in the mayoral race with Anissa Sabi George and in the at-large race with Aaron Murphy. However, they rebounded and have now endorsed both David Halpert and Julia Mejia, who was seen as two of the most progressive one-candidate second incumbent in the race. I'm very curious to know the endorsement process that the MNA is following, though it is good to see the nurses' union support some strong progressives in the race. A group of pro-development forces led by one of Boston's largest construction unions will begin organizing to influence the Boston mayoral race. The Responsible Development Coalition, as the group calls itself, is spearheaded by the Dorchester-based North Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters and will launch a series of ads urging the candidates to pledge to support responsible real estate development, which, to be honest, I have no idea what that means. Not only will the Carpenters Union be committing hundreds of thousands of dollars to this effort, but Rise Construction, described as a middle market developer, and Intercontinental Real Estate Corporation CEO Peter Palinjan have each committed $100,000 each. There is, in terms of the YIMBY versus NIMBY pro-development versus anti-development, a obvious connection between construction unions, and large-scale developers as they provide jobs for those construction workers. However, many of the members also realize the overall cost to the city in terms of gentrification, rising rents, rising property taxes, that sometimes they are literally building the very developments which will displace themselves and their families. As a coalition, according to the article, they might not end up endorsing. However, the Carpenters Union said that they will likely endorse. And I will be very curious to see who exactly they decide to support. The Blue Line was named for Boston Harbor. However, now the sea threatens its very existence. This being the headline of a clever article by Simon Rios, which points to the impacts that climate change will have on the blue line. A recent study by the Orion Heights Car Yard found that by 2070, the entire facility would be under several feet of water during what is called a 100-year storm. And other stations along the line, as well as the mile-long tunnel under the harbor, are also at risk of flooding. Now, I think we need to completely do away with the 100-year storm measurements, as we have seen multiple 100-year storms, multiple 500-year storms occur all within a few months or a couple years of each other. It is an outdated measurement in my mind. But the blue line is the lowest-lying line in the MBTA system, and it travels through landfilled areas in Boston. And it's not just the blue line, but the surrounding communities, which, yes, connects immigrant-heavy populations of East Boston. And at its peak, pre-pandemic, was traveling 70,000 people a day. The extent that we will be able to hold back the tide where it comes to rising global sea levels is something I am somewhat skeptical of. However, our lawmakers' complete inaction 
to do anything in terms of defense to delay or possibly stall the impacts of rising sea levels will have on our infrastructure is shocking, the amount of lack of urgency. And without any attempt to mitigate this, the blue line will be underwater a lot sooner than people think. A new report by the Massachusetts Commission on LGBTQ Youth shows just how damaging, from a mental health standpoint, the COVID-19 pandemic was on the LGBTQ community here in Massachusetts. Roughly 68% of non-binary respondents and 62% of transgender respondents said they experienced more than 15 days of poor mental health over the course of that period. And 83% of non-binary, 78% of transgender respondents saying that they felt sad or hopeless every day for more than a two-week period. 66% of gay and lesbian youth reported the same feelings compared to the 46% of cisgender respondents and 29% of the heterosexual respondents, which made the same claim. Most of these reasons have to do with what are already pre-existing systemic issues in healthcare that already impact, disproportionately impact negatively the LGBTQ community, along with issues like housing, employment, all things which absolutely were exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Let's hope as things lift, so too does people's mental health, though I'm absolutely concerned about the upcoming economic fallout once unemployment in some COVID era initiatives have dried up. Massachusetts nurses at the St. Vincent Hospital in Worcester just passed their 100th day of being on strike, trying to improve patient conditions at the for-profit managed hospital. The 750 nurses began striking on March 8th after failed attempts to negotiate trying to increase staffing ratios so they can provide better care to their patients. And after 32 negotiation sessions with, again, Tenet Healthcare, which is a based out of Dallas, they still remain at a standstill, making this one of the longest strikes in decades here in Massachusetts. All I can say is full solidarity with the nurses at St. Vincent. If you live in the area or at the time, I recommend heading to the picket line to show your support. I wish I was able to get out there myself. And let's hope this has become too costly for, again, the for-profit based company that they decide to do such small things like actually provide care for their patients. And very quickly, Massachusetts has announced a vaccine lottery, which will give five $1 million payouts or a $300,000 college scholarship to residents who are fully vaccinated. Starting on July 1st, if you are a Massachusetts resident who has received either both the shots of Pfizer and Moderna or the single shot of Johnson & Johnson, you will become eligible to register for this giveaway and I will try to promote the website to do so. The scholarship is for people 12 to 17, everyone else 18 and older, we can go for the 1 million. And there will be drawings once a week for five weeks, starting Monday, July 26th, ending Friday, August 27th. Best of luck, and I am going for that money. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you notice a... Significant difference in the audio quality as I just purchased a new mic. And I only did so because of your continued support, so thank you all for that. Take care and have a great rest of your day.